Welcome to another Toy Lines podcast episode. I'm your host, Tom Romero, and with me, as always, Ian Westhoff. How you doing, Ian? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanksgiving, yeah. Our equipment broke last week. That's why we weren't recording, so I had to hightail it to a very secure Apple store. I mean, I was hobbling along on, on my crutches, and I asked the security guard to take my computer out and do all that other fun stuff. Yeah, Big Sur update. Not... Not podcast friendly. <laughs> I was I stayed busy. I was recently on the You Really Shouldn't Have podcast with James Warwick. Great podcast. Basically, their whole show is just talking about presents that you don't like, presents that you've received from you know loved ones, but just wasn't your cup of tea. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm saying cup of tea is because our friends over at you really shouldn't have all UK. So I took Across the pond. Yep. I took toy lines. We're going international. When is that episode going to be? It will be their Christmas special. They basically asked me what we did last episode. You know, what's a hot toy? You know, what do you recommend? And then at the end, I, I gave them some story about one time I got seeds for Christmas. Seeds. Yeah. My like dad. Yeah. Seeds or. No, no, these were like to start your own farm. Okay. My dad's a big farmer. I'll just give you a preview. So my dad's a big farmer. And one year my aunt saw me water his his crops because he was off away at work. So I was watering his crops, you know, taking care of uh, his vegetables and plants and stuff. And so my aunt thought that that was my crops and stuff. So she... You know, she was, you know, she put thought into it. I mean, I even told James, I was like, I don't believe in a bad present. You know, every every present has thought behind it. But the least amount of investigation uh, were those seeds. So she gave me the seeds. And I was like, why do I have seeds for Christmas? And then, you know, my mom put two and two together. So. I like how you say uh, crops when you grew up in a very, like, urban area. You know, oh like, yeah, well my dad, it's just funny like the term that you use instead of like garden, you know. Yeah, my dad was or I mean I come from a long line of farmers. Oh, really? my, yeah, my grandfather, he was a farmer all his life in, in Spain. And so it transferred down to my dad, and like for years, half of our backyard was his was his garden. You know, he had roses, he tomatoes. I mean, he he basically had the Rutgers University gardening in our backyard. They probably had nice fresh vegetables, which is good. Oh yeah, nothing yeah. Crazy. I mean, he, you know, he, yeah, his salads were amazing. Yeah, nothing's better than like um homegrown. You know, right? You know, my my grandfather used to do that, and now it's getting harder just where we live, and uh, like well. You're out in Tahoe, but you know, growing up where we live, um, more animals are coming into the suburban area. So, so many animals are losing uh, their habitat and they're coming down into the suburban area. So we actually have deers. So if you try to grow something, you can get deers munching on it, um, you know, rabbits and all these other, we got, we got coyotes out here now. So, um, no, I heard there was a bear in North Arlington. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. There was a coyote actually in the parking lot of where I work, and I work by one of the nearer the mall, but right off the highway. Um, 
and I walked in and the lady was like, yeah, just had a cool animal control. There's a, a coyote out there. I was like, you kidding? I was like, you know, you, when we were kids, we biggest thing you saw was a skunk. If you're, you know, yeah. if that, you know, so now it's like, you know, yeah, you, but, you um, have to go to Pennsylvania to see wildlife. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. But as far as like get uh, putting thought into a gift, I don't think the one I received. I don't think they actually thought my aunt thought this through because I just got soap on a rope, and I was like, "Am I going to prison? What's what's the deal with this? What are you giving me soap on a rope for?" I was like, "She didn't want you dropping it. She, Maybe. she's working out for you." My 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 mom was like, "She meant well." I'm like, meant what? <laughs> Like, I don't, what am I supposed to I hit my brother with this? What do I do with it? That sounds like a good podcast, though. Yeah, so yeah. Is, is every episode something different? No, it's basically the same thing. Just I mean, um, I mean, like not toys, people, but like the people he interviews are interesting people. He one episode he had someone that actually was the casting director for Survivor. Oh, wow. It's really at the heart of it interviewing these interesting people i'm not saying i'm interesting i'm just saying the other people but you know their their tagline or their hook is hey what's a crappy gift you ever gotten in life it's an interesting name you really shouldn't have podcasts oh oh wait you really shouldn't have as in like oh, yeah you shouldn't have. yeah exactly yeah some of their questions are kind of interesting too like oh so is that like have you ever given a crappy gift to a friend like on purpose uh, that's interesting so yeah, so Toy Lines is international, so we're we're getting bigger. And then, did you watch anything good this week? Anything good happen this week? I don't know. I watched the Mandalorian. I don't know if you want to talk about it. You know, uh, you If I did have a complaint about it, Grogu. I, I just you don't like the name. I, I'm not a fan of it. Like Yoda, Yaddle, and then Grogu. You know, <laughs> it should have been one syllable. Uh, yeah, I did, didn't. I don't. I mean, it's a nitpick at best, but I can live with it. You know, I can yeah, just and be like, "Hey, Grogu." There's worse names. I mean, exactly. They couldn't name, couldn't name to Ian. Uh, I don't mind that they gave him a name. I guess it kind of makes sense. You know. Um, well, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, I don't. Did, did you feel like you learned what planet he's from? Not even close. Okay. Me too. I mean, she didn't. I don't think she mentioned it. She just said, "Here's what." Um, another thing I couldn't figure out. She said, "I've only seen one other of his kind." But Yaddle was one. Yaddle's one. It's, Correct. Uh, yeah. Right. That's what I always thought. But uh, then again, uh, I Did Yaddle really die seen... before she became. Well, maybe she just know. wasn't around. Yeah. But the whole I episode th- was great. I thought I th- the white lightsabers were cool. I liked how. She would kind of like how she, how they were used, you know, the, uh, when she was fighting, cutting to the tree, and you know, using well, the force and all that. Here's the thing, uh, I because I was looking at the way she was fighting, and then I was comparing it to Darth Vader in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anakin did train her, you know. Why didn't she go, you know, crazy with, with her lightsabers, just tearing people up? She was more, she was more ninja-like, you know, very quiet, surprising, yeah, stealthy. Yes. But I don't know. I, I figured, you know, Anakin would have shared some of that anger, but I guess not. Well, I haven't Clone watched Wars. Clone Wars. Thank you. So, like, I started to, but I don't really know um, the whole history of the two. So maybe it's like whenever she left him, 
maybe like the anger didn't get to her, or maybe she saw the well, anger and chose not to. You know, they follow fought suit. when he became Darth Vader. Right, that was recent though. Right, that was like a newer yeah. episode. I haven't seen that one. What did you think of the casting for her? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, great casting. I liked it. I felt like the one part I felt was it the like it looked like the makeup. It looked like makeup on her. Like and I know obviously it was. Yes. But and, I think that's kind of another thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, sorry. No, that's right. Her tendu, I believe it. The, yeah, the tentacle kind of things. Whatever. Yes. I thought that they should have been longer. Longer? That's yeah. But then my my wife brought up something interesting. She's like, Well, maybe it didn't look natural longer. Like maybe it didn't flow or, or, or move. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I thought that was okay. But yeah, I, I thought her acting was great. I don't know if I would have cast her as it. So I, I didn't really like when I heard about the casting, I was like, I didn't really see it as the right choice. She wasn't terrible. I don't think she was terrible, but I wasn't like blown away by the by her either. But you know, um I I thought it was an interesting episode. Um and I guess we'll see her more in the future episodes. But um, I'd also like to know what's going on with Boba Fett. You know, we saw him that one time, and it's like... Yeah, um, that's what a lot of people are doing. It's all, it's all going to come back, I'm sure. Now, the interesting thing... Well, they, you know what it is? They're going for the long game. They know yeah, yeah. They know this series isn't going to get canceled anytime soon. Yeah, so they're setting everything up, and, and that's right. smart. But I, what I found interesting in the last episode was um, Moff Gideon. So the... Um, his name is Gideon. Moth is just like a rank in the Empire. And I don't know the actual ranks, but if you remember like Grand Moth Tarkin. So Moth is, I guess, general or something, but whatever. Uh, so Gideon's outfit that he wears has that look of Darth Vader. If you ever really take a look at it. Yeah, more Sith-like. Yeah, and it's, but it's almost like like a newer version to keep Vader alive. I heard um, on what I follow on Instagram that the actor who plays Gideon, that his suit is sort of a like precursor of what's to come for the character. I don't know if that means he's falling into a pit of lava and, you know, or what, but um, he's an interesting character. Then there's also the question of what was in the... Well, yeah, but what was in, a, you know, two weeks ago, what was in those tanks for the, the, the using the, the baby Yoda blood, uh, Grogu's blood for it? Some people think that um, it's, uh, well, I guess it would be uh, not Snoke, but maybe Palpatine or, but it's a clone of something or other. So what? But I don't know. I think a lot of people are saying Snoke, but Snoke was kind of taller, so maybe he wouldn't fit in it. Unless, of course, you're talking like this is not a fully grown Snoke. Maybe they're making like Sith Yoda. Or, well, they, maybe they're making like some kind of like Sith trooper, you know, like a Sith clone. Like the Clone Wars, they had the, uh, these Stone Troopers, so to speak, and then or clone troopers. And then maybe they're trying to give them the Force ability. Um, but, you know, like we can speculate and guess, but that's the one thing I like about the show. I'll never figure it out. I can never, I can't guess 
what they do. And that's good uh, because it's. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it's sign of good writing. I did watch the holiday special. Who'd you think? uh, It was good. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, uh, okay, yeah. I did laugh at a few parts. Um, I thought it was better than the original. Um, Of course, you know, Life Day. Happy Life Day, Tommy. Um, It was interesting. You know, some of it was funny. Some of it was just like, you know. Fans are. Yeah, like, what are they doing with this thing? Like, where is this point? What's the point? Where is it going? But um, I do wish some of the uh, movie characters came back to voice their characters. You know, yeah. Like, like Ray or Finn or it would have been nice. But like, you no, know, Obi-Wan was James Arnold Taylor. So that was cool. Mm. Um, Billy D. Williams did Lando. So, you know, it was probably like a two hour session. Good, you know, good for him. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, and then, um, speaking of Star Wars, I guess we should talk oh, yeah. about this. New, yeah. uh, great loss in the Star Wars community. David Prowse, the original Darth Vader, the actual general actor in the suit, mm-hmm. passed away this weekend at 85. Right. Now, I actually met him twice. Um, uh, yeah, this is, I met him back in, the, I was a senior in high school, so we're talking like 93. I met him, uh, the first time, um, very nice guy. Um, he signed, uh, I had an Empire Strikes Back collector's card that he signed. And then I saw him at our convention. This is back when autographs only cost you five bucks, you know, not like the outrageous prices now. And he, he always signed it. Dave Prowse is Darth Vader. And um, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about, about what, because he, you know, he contributed something to Star Wars because he was the man in the suit. And I guess I can kind of understand where he thought they were going to use his voice. Um, and I could also understand being disappointed that they didn't. Uh, but of course, like, James Old Jones, incredible for Darth Vader. It's like, I can't think anybody else doing it. For any of the other characters. So, like, he had the option when Lucas spoke to him, you can play Darth Vader or Chewbacca. Who do you want? And Prowl has actually said Darth Vader because he's the villain. And people will always remember the villain, which is actually a smart idea. How tall was he for Chewbacca? He was offered, but um, not well. Peter Mayhew, I think, was like seven feet, so he had to be like a foot, probably a foot smaller, because he was like at least six foot something, professional bodybuilder. Um, and I, I kind of feel like the actors in the suit, they get forgotten. But you're on the other hand, what uh, James Earl Jones. Was the voice and Dave Prowse, and then you got to remember any stuntman doing the lightsaber, lightsaber fighting. All three brought something to this character to make him so epic. And even further, if you want to go, let's talk about like let's take a Ninja Turtle for a second. So the first movie, we'll name your turtle, and we'll use him as an example. Tom, just pick a turtle, any turtle. Leo. All right, so Leo, get the guy in the suit, guy in the stunt suit. You got the voice actor, got the guy controlling the eyes, you got the guy controlling the mouth, 
all of these guys and and whatever actor is in the suit is acting out a scene saying the dialogue is muffled but and these guys are controlling the facial expressions and they're all trying to sync it up and then you got a guy doing the adr in the the booth trying to match what he's saying so everybody brings his character to life which is also kind of cool but it's like you know you see harrison ford oh he's on solo you know it's like no doubt about it it's not like kylo ren where you see his mask come off and you know on and off on and off so it's it's you know it's a tough gig other than for anthony daniels because everybody knows who he is as c3po you know like he's played him forever it is his voice um and i can tell you the only other thing i've ever seen daniels work on was the ralph bakshi version of lord of the rings where he voiced legolas and very brief i don't even think he was in it that long but like i i hear anthony daniels i'm like oh c3po you know it's just but yeah so dave Prowse was, was a nice guy um we're losing more and more of them you know kenny baker um peter mayhew carrie fisher now dave Prowse. uh it's sad in a way uh, these people were you know like our childhood and then on a lighter topic i recently watched adventure time obsidian adventure on hbo max it's pretty good Nice, well-contained story. These glass people has this dragon or demon, and they need Marceline, the vampire, to contain it once more. So it was it was a great adventure, definitely adventure time worthy, if you're a fan. But the interesting part for me, we got to see Finn. Have you ever seen Adventure Time? I just saw he wears that stupid hat. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. We got Except to see Finn at... Old, not old Finn, because we've already seen that, but I, I guess middle-aged Finn. So that was a nice Easter egg, and it just got me all hyped up for the rest of the series. There's one more with one of the Candy Butlers. I forgot his name. I think it's Peppermint Patty Butler or something. Peppermint Patty from Peanuts? Yeah, yeah uh, Peppermint Peppermint Butler. I don't know. I have, I've never yeah, seen it, the show. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, character. And then, and then the last one, we get to see what happens to Finn and Jake. Because Finn shows up with Jake's granddaughter. And then he's got this giant tattoo of, of Jake on his chest. So so Adventure Time is a great show. You should give it a watch. It, it's, at times, very heartbreaking. Oh, I was, was going to say, have you seen uh, Animaniacs yet on Hulu? I have. What do you think so far? I only, I only started episode one. And I was just like, it's, it's not the Animaniacs from the 90s. Hmm. it's 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 a different take there is i've gotten up to i think episode six where did you hear about that so episode six brain brain puts out a a commercial and Hmm. there's a phone number and you know people have been calling it and apparently it was a sex line oh my lord so so Hulu took it off for a day and put up a, a different phone number. Right. Why don't they just go at 555? Like it's in every movie. You know what? It might have been a stunt. Yeah, mm. just to just to get, get ratings. Because like I said, it, it's a great show, but it's not the 90s show. And there's an episode where they actually address that. All the old characters. 
like Sally Squirrel and, and Slappy. Slappy, thank you. And uh, Good Feathers. Yes. They're, uh, they all make an appearance on this. I'm not going to spoil it, but they all make an appearance. Buttons and Mindy? Everybody. Oh. They make an appearance because one of the old characters who wasn't a fan favorite, at least according to them, but he manages to kidnap everybody. And his last, his last prey was the Warner brothers and sister dot. You'll never guess. I, I would, it may, it'll make sense at the reveal. I'm going to be honest. Like when I watched it, as when anime maniacs first came out, I only liked it when they were in it. The, the Warners, um, didn't really care for the other ones. Good, good feathers. And, Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, I cracked up the, uh, Chicken Boo was pretty good, but uh, right, Chicken Boo, yes or yeah. Um, uh, I liked Pinky and the Brain, which you know yeah. spun off from it. But like I, uh, you know, like I'm trying to actually think of the other characters from that show, and it's and drawn. I could probably remember Tiny Toons characters better than I can. And I'm I'm getting them confused right now. So uh, I really preferred when they did that, and I also really liked when they did their um their songs you know to, mm-hmm. when they like yakko or wacko or whenever they sang one of those songs like go the um the capitals of, in, of the states and stuff like that those are great uh yeah there's an election episode yeah he started, I know, he starts doing that i know the first episode they did a song um and i thought that was pretty cool but um yeah i'm glad the voice the voice crew is back um jess harnell I know so Rob cool. Paulson. God bless him, man. He uh, the, it, it sounds he, like he doesn't sound different at all. If you really want to know um, what he went through, uh, I totally recommend his biography. Which I th- ugh, can't remember the name off the top of my head, but uh, it, the throat cancer treatment that he went through. Wow! Um, but what a great career he's had uh, he, as a turtle twice. Two different played two different turtles, mm-hmm. um, Animaniacs. You know, it's just he was Mighty Max. Was he really? Yep. Yeah, he's. They're also talented. Is that's gotta be like the coolest job in the world. I I'm a huge fan of uh like I mean like Phil Lamar. This guy's incredible. Um, Jess Harnell, yeah, Elizabeth Elizabeth Daly. Yeah, yeah, she's up there with voice count. I mean, it's just incredible. Like these people who. Who have um I always try to like love to try to find out who's doing the voice when I listen before I read the credits or go to IMDB because that's usually where I wind up going. Um and that's what happened when I was watching the holiday special. I was like, right, is this the original voice? And I had to go look it up. I was like, wow. And I just to I know we're jumping around. I want to get back to Mandalorian for a second. Um, did you I didn't see it in the episode. Uh, t-shirt and jeans man in the background of the episode. Have you heard about this? So in the, in the ep- two episodes ago, it is directed by um, Carl Weathers. There's a scene when they were shooting, you know, they were fighting the star troopers. Somebody was a, a regular person on, on set was behind them standing behind a wall, but his shoulder and his jeans were in frame. And nobody noticed. So apparently, um, you know, the episode aired. 
it was edited, it aired, somebody noticed. And there's all these memes blowing up on Instagram, like action figures of like, you know, t-shirt guy or something like that. However, if you go to look at it now, I do believe Disney Plus took them out. Like they must have erased them or digitally or something. But, um, you know, that is something that does happen from time to time. You see a, a boom mic hanging down or, you know, someone is just right off side of the camera. Yeah, I'm one of those people that are like, boom mic, boom mic. Yeah. So, yeah. So this was, um, I forgot what they're calling them. But, uh, yeah, it was funny because I kept seeing all these things. I'm like, what are, they, what are they talking about? Yeah. I and love then there the was meme. a little. Have you seen the meme about episode three when Anakin starts killing off younglings? But yeah, uh, there's a there's a picture of uh, Grogu hiding behind <laughs> one of the Jedi seats now. <laughs> there's another one, I think, a, one about him eating the eggs, and he's like, "Yeah, I eat a couple of eggs." Everybody freaks out. This guy kills you know a bunch of pet younglings, and and it's that's okay. But uh, some people have great imagination, I tell you. Some people have great amounts of time. Yeah. You should get paid for the meme. If you create that, you should be able to like, you know, it's like you think who started it? And it's like, you know, who who tells that joke? Who who created the joke? Why did the chicken chicken boo cross the road? And it's just like somewhere that joke was created. Somebody created it. And you know, like who? Sometimes I think of these things. Anyway. Let's do some news. News. Gary good news. My favorite new yeah. comic, The Last Ronin from IDW, got pushed back again. Issue 2 will now be released on January 27th, 2021. 2021 is going to be just like a a mess of stuff coming out. Now, I hope all, all these toy uh, uh, companies were like, toy. oh, we got we to gotta get our, our stuff in before uh, Chinese New Year. Mm. Oh, gosh. Uh so speaking of last Ronin, it's very funny. It's not funny, but I was I've been buying the trades off of um the instocktrades.com of the turtle books we were talking about. Mary discussed this and you kind of let that one slip about slash. Right. So I've been like waiting for that episode that the issue to happen. However, I'm reading book five right now. I guess it was Turtles in Time which is collected in this where the girl Renee and they go to a future of now is this they, IDW or Mirage? I'm sorry, this is IDW. So they go finally they know they do dinosaurs and pirates and they finally arrive in New York. And that when they say because they, they think it's the future because there's all these like mutants walking around. And they call it Manhattan and somebody's like nobody's called this place Manhattan in decades. It's Shredder Island. It turns out Shredder basically took over and three turtles died fighting him. And the one who didn't was Donnie because he stopped fighting. And it just made me think of the last Ronin. So it's just, I don't know if you've ever read Turtles in Time, but it was it, it just having, you know, discussed the last Ronin and now re- reading that comic, it just made me think, you know, just yeah, like I said, I really thought it was Donnie because of all the clues throughout you know the years, but uh, yeah. but I was wrong. I do want to see what happens in issue two. You know, like I, well, it's supposed it. to be about I believe it's called the the first to fall. So and it's kind of like tell the story of yeah how how they started going, 
and uh, I believe I think I'm pretty sure that whole issue is about Raphael. I I really wish this would come out as a trade because I just want to read it already. Yeah, you're probably not going to see that till maybe October. Well, if everything comes out on time, yeah, 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 you know, excusing delays. And then here's something up your alley, and you're going to love this. I do. Super Seven is releasing Disney Haunted Mansion figures. You're going to get Ezra, Gus, and Phineas. The Hitchhiking Ghosts. Now, these are great. These, um, you got uh, the ball and chain, you got the little hat, you got the carpet bag, and they got the nice coloring. These fellas were recent, recently, meaning the past couple of years, updated on the ride. To, so when you leave, when, when you're, I don't even know why I'm explaining this. I'm sure everybody knows this. When you're getting off the, the Doom buggies, they're in the Doom buggy with you. But the, they have more of an animated version of them now. Where they do things like they make your head like a balloon and stuff. But um, three parts of the attraction, these three characters, uh, just, you know, one of the major, you know, popular characters. And the toys look great. Um, I love that Super Seven's making them. Yeah, they're not even reaction figures. They're oh, although maybe they will. They kind of look like it, but they kind of you know. They're gonna be six, you know, six seven inch. inch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would definitely buy these. These are just you know because I'm a Disney guy, and I love well, that that's ride. good because they're up for pre order at Super Seven dot com. <laughs> and then more good news coming out of Super Seven. They released shipping notices for Turtles Ultimates Wave 2. And that's going to consist of Leonardo, Mutagen Man, Shredder, and Bebop. So look out for Wave 2 of Super 7 Ultimates coming your way. And now, something I've wanted to talk about for a while, because I'm a huge McFarland fan, Death Metal DC. Based on the Death Metal miniseries by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, McFarland is knocking this out of the bag. Starting off with Death Metal Batman. There's a picture of him with holding a guitar. It doesn't get any more metal than that. I mean, he's got spikes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's clearly Batman, but I love the long jacket. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a, like a trench almost. Yeah. Good trench coat. Um, Why is it? Why does he have a guitar? I never read this. The whole thing's like the whole theme of it is death metal. They go to like a alternate universe and like everybody's Batman <laughs> or, or death metalified, but you know, most of the characters are Batman. Is that like, the Superman version? This is super death metal Superman. Is that Doom which, arm? Yeah. Okay. Which, well, that's been a, a trope for DC for years. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. been, everybody's been pitching. Oh, let's cut off Superman's arm for some reason. Why does it make sense? I don't know how they even do it. He's supposed to be like the man of steel. That's why they they've never officially done it in canon. But who was it? I think it was Ed Bennett. He did a, a cover for Action Comics, and it's Superman in a black suit, and one of his arms is completely metal because they wanted to chop it off for some reason. I mean, they did the same thing with Thor. Only Marvel actually did it. Hmm. But Death Metal Superman reminds me of one of those characters from Metalocalypse. I don't know what that is. And then uh, Metalocalypse? Oh, that's that's a hardcore metal show that used to be on on Adult Swim. The guy that made The Goon, 
he worked on that show. Okay. Uh, Eric Powell. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He worked on that show. I mean, that was a heavy, heavy, heavy metal show. We used to watch it every Sunday on, on adult swim and not to get off topic, but if you have a, if you're into that stuff, check it out. It's a great, it's a great show. Metalocalypse. But one of my favorite characters, I don't know why, because I don't do drugs, but there's a guy called Roxy the Clown. Right. And he shows up at, at one of the guy's birthday parties. He's like, I'm Roxy the Clown. I do cocaine. <laughs> Seriously, man. It's a lot of cocaine. And I don't know why. That was his catchphrase, and I, I just gravitated to it. But look how badass Wonder Woman is. This is heavy metal Wonder Woman right now. And folks, if you're listening to us and you're wondering what we're talking about, all these pictures will be on the Toy Lines website. So log in, find it, and you know, join the conversation. But look how badass she comes with like a chainsaw thing, which is kind of cool. But I, I don't know why, but I kind of want to get an Ash vibe from her. Like I want to rip off one of her hands and just make the whole thing a a, a chainsaw. Dude. And then here is the build a figure, which. I think it is completely bad. Part of my language. This is the build a figure. Dark side Batman. Which one was gonna have Bane? Was that the other McFarlane? That was the last night. Okay. It's all McFarlane. Right, right. Just okay. two different stories. So this is Dark Side as Batman or Batman as Dark Side, either way. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's face it, everything at DC is Batman related now. <laughs> I think I'm I'm a little Batmaned out to be honest with you, but it, it's pretty good. I, I prefer original Dark Side or original Batman. Then, well, then original Batman. I don't know. Like I said, I'm Batmaned out. I, I know it's Todd's favorite character, but oh, is that why he's on it? Well, one of the reasons. Well, that and you know, let's face it, Batman's selling. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. they they wouldn't make it unless Batman you know wasn't selling. Yeah, good point. And then along in that wave, you're going to have Robin King, which is kind of... He's okay. I kind of like the black motif. Yeah, I was just thinking like the vest, the green gloves. Yeah. But, but the I don't like the crown. And... She reminds me of a lost boy. Yeah. like a, If that Peter Pan was a vampire, I think he'd look like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a strange looking version. This is like the King Diamond of Robins. Like I've heard that before. Yes, uh, somebody actually said that. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and then all these figures will be released coming this spring, so we have something to look forward to during the pandemic. And then NECA gave us a sneak peek of their cartoon Ninja Turtles in disguise figures. Now this is inter- this is interesting because I when I saw this the other day. It made me think back to when I would watch the cartoon. Whenever the turtles are in disguise, um, they'd put on these stupid masks and the coats and the fedora. And I don't know if anybody else thinks this, and I if, if it's just me, because it doesn't look like it on the toy. But in the cartoon, the mask looked like Tor Johnson. And if you don't know who Tor Johnson is, he was just a, I think he was like a wrestler from the old days and he was in plan nine from outer space. Um, George animal steel played him in Ed Wood, but every time the turtles would wear that mask, I'm like, that looks just like Tor Johnson. And 
and it's kind of looks like it, but it does, you know, but this is what this brought me back to thinking about the, the cartoon and thinking about Plan 9 from Outer Space, Tor Johnson, which is just weird. But And then from Mezco, up for pre-order is the Ghost Rider. Now, we've seen this Ghost Rider for, gosh, probably since 2018. He's been showing up at conventions. He was at Toy Fair last year. Great figure. Has a lot of features that you expect from 112. You know, movable jaw, light-up features, sounds from the bike, removable flames. He's coming out late 2021, but he's retailing for $240. That's a huge, so much. That's a huge price for, for all that gimmick. But, yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get the same stuff you come to expect, you know, different hands, you know, all those flames. The chains. The chain with the flames is actually pretty cool. Here's my gripe with this. The price? Besides that. <laughs> I don't know what version of this motorcycle is. I don't even know if it's ever been done. I don't know if it's a 112 version, but I was really hoping to see like maybe the Dan catch motorcycle from the nineties. Now that was a badass motorcycle. Okay. So I've never read this. This one kind of reminds me of the Johnny blaze version of ghost rider. This bike just looks like a black motorcycle. Were they supposed? Yeah, we, to, you know, are they understand. supposed to be like, like, deathed out more or something? Like in the comics, that is. Well, like I said, I I don't ever remember seeing this version in the comics, or in general. Was the, wasn't like his wheels fire? Well, these are fire. They light up. This, but yeah, I mean, it's cool that they light up. It's a nice touch. Right. I like um, the fact that the jaw moves too. But yeah, that's kind of cool. I think I think they failed with picking which bike to do. I mean, maybe it was cost-effective more than the Dan Ketch bike. Right. But, you know what I never understood? Why Ghost Rider was one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, There's a couple of versions. Yeah. Actually. Like, Jim Valentino brought him in to be a Galactic Guardian, Martin X's second backup team. And then, recently, they came out with Cosmic Ghost Rider. I don't know what that's about. I've, I've never read a Ghost Rider comic, so I don't know any. I just really? Know, Ghost Rider yeah. was huge in the 90s. I remember. I, trust me, I remember a guy in high school. I remember in, in our high school, art class, a guy doing a drawing the flame and skull. But um, I never read it. And I like the Dan Ketch version of the 90s. That was an interesting story. Like him and his sister are running through like a junkyard and somebody kills her. Right. And her blood spills on Dan and the signet on the old, on the Johnny Blaze motorcycle. And then, you know, Dan Ketch starts catching fire and he becomes the spirit of vengeance. But yeah, that was a great, that was a great book for a while. And then you find out later on, you know, spoilers, uh, Ghost Rider is uh, the king of hell. At the end. Uh, Johnny Blaze? Is that his name? He was the original. I'm he talking about Dan Ketch. Oh, that's okay. That's a character's name. Right. So in the movie, wasn't Sam Elliott in the movie? He was. He, he was, was like he see, was a ghost writer from because he rode a horse from like right. ghost riders throughout time. 
Yeah, see, Pretty that's sweet. that's the thing that that drives me nuts. You know, now you have you have movie continuity, and then you have comic continuity, and it just gets all confusing. I mean, you really have to be a fan to follow all that. Like, I love I love Transformers, not as much as He Man, but I can't follow like Earthrise or Destiny or Transformers transforming. You know, I just I like G one, and I'm done. Okay. And then WandaVision got pushed back to, to 2021 because I'm assuming they want everybody to live past 2020. Uh, maybe they're waiting for uh, more signups too. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute because Mickey's got some bad news for a lot of people. Mm, they, uh, with um, Mandalorian probably has, what, five episodes left maybe? You know, I'm not even paying attention. Oh, no. I'm just looking forward to them all. But what, I, what I'm saying is like Mandalorian has a couple episodes left and it wasn't it supposed to start originally right after. Yes. And so well, now it, got, it was supposed to be uh, in December. Now it's got pushed yeah, that's back. What I mean. Yeah. It's for like the end of November. So, but as we record today, that is, you know what? I'm still waiting for it. Uh, I'm so looking forward to this show. I mean, my, yeah. My wife's like, why are you so interested in, in this show? I was like, she's nuts. She's crazy. A mental health person with which like alternate reality bending powers. I mean, I, what's not to love? And a dude. So red mask. Yeah. So Scarlet Witch and the Vision 2 pack is available again from Hasbro starting at $31.99. So that's oh, a Christmas Christ. gift. Yeah, well, it's a two pack. I mean, yeah, a little it's... bit over fifteen bucks a, a figure. Yeah, that, that's pretty much average now. And from Diamond Select, it's clobbering time. Based on Scotty Young and his collection of adorable animated style statues, this one is limited to three thousand pieces and will retail for forty nine ninety nine. It's a decent price. So Mickey's laying off. 32,000 employees in January of 2021 well, because Disneyland will not open. But, but yeah, so total I believe is going to be 32 employees and layoffs have been happening. So over the past um past holiday, Thanksgiving, uh there were layoffs and um I had actually called two of my friends who work down there just to make sure they're okay because they are laying off at the moment 4,000 more in Disney World. Now, Disney World stopped their um, college program at the moment because that, uh, not only was that people from different states living down there and working there, it was also international students. Uh, whenever you would go to Epcot, you would see um, international representatives from their country working in that pavilion pretty much stopped unless they're already living, you know, a resident or something of Florida. Um, the, the way the announcement was, was originally made a couple of months ago, the way it was worded, if you read between the lines, you knew more layoffs were coming. So I don't know with a number go past 32. I don't know. I, the reason why I watch this closely is because I have two friends who work for the, um, the parks 
and, and, and don't forget though, that this also will affect um, things like the Disney store. You know, if there's a shutdown again and the Disney store is going to go into furlough. Um, Disney Imagineer Joe Rhodes just recently out of the blue retired. And I'm kind of thinking, was this a forced retirement because he's been with the company for so long? Or did he plan it just because that and then you hear about layoffs after the other, you kind of think, you know, one and one. Uh, but also, um, if there's any light at the end of this tunnel, um, at least for Disney World, I've never been to Disneyland. I don't think it's ever going to open. I think California is going to be closed forever, personally. But I can tell you that um, Disney World is working on their uh, rehiring efforts. And I can tell you that as fact, because when I contacted my one friend, I asked him if he was okay, you know, if, there, if he was let go or not. And he's like, no, I'm safe. I'm part of the, the team that's going to be doing all the rehiring. They do plan on rehiring cast members. Um, it's just really tough. And to anybody going to the parks, please wear your mask properly. That means over your nose, mouth, and chin. They will ask you to put it on correctly. And if you do anything um, to just put it on, please. Don't give the cast members a hard time. They're just there trying to earn a living to keep everybody safe and keep themselves safe. Too many people, it's been in the news, have attacked cast members for various reasons. And you will be ejected from the park for either, of course, hitting a cast member or not putting your mask on the proper way. So if they come up to you and say, oh, excuse me, can you please cover your chin or please cover your nose. Take a minute, cool off and do so. Cause they will escort you out of the park. Um, I, I've heard firsthand how this has been happening and it has been very hard on cast members who have to go up to these guests and tell them, uh, I wouldn't want to be having to do that. And I know, um, my buddy's wife has to deal with that on a daily basis and it's very stressful. So folks, if you go into, if you go into Disney world, you're lucky. Just be cool, man. Wear your mask. And that's a word from uh, the safety council. Speaking of more bad news. Now this is going under the bad timing column of toy lines. They just now Tommy's laying me. Tommy's laying me off. <laughs> just kidding. Nah, never. You're probably going to inherit this when I get old and <laughs> I'm, I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going under the bad timing column. DC created a seven foot Batman bronze statue in Burbank, California, actually right in front of the DC offices. <laughs> so when you get, <laughs> when you get your pink slip, you can say goodbye to Batman on the way out. Yeah, that's right. Takes a lot, Batman. You know why? I, I mean, we're, we're in, I mean, granted statues are cool. It's a nice you know, statue, you know. It's, it's it is really based is. on Jim Lee artwork sculpted by Alejandro Pereira Esquera and sponsored by Visit Burbank, which you can't do. Um, yeah, exactly. How how they afford this money? But you know what this reminds me of? There's supposed uh, to be a RoboCop statue in Chicago. Oh, yeah. It's still uh, Peter Weller who portrayed RoboCop in the movies, he's been pushing for this statue for years. I mean, I'm thinking since maybe RoboCop came out 2008. 
You know what, though? I'll tell you this. Philadelphia does have the Rocky statue. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I yeah. think it's great, you know, you especially know, for tourists. Exactly. I mean, doesn't uh, Brooklyn or the Bronx have a Captain America statue? They did. Oh, what happened? Somebody stole it. No, I think somebody it was either defaced. Uh, gosh. Or something happened with the shield. He had a shield. Right. Something happened with it. I mean, I could be wrong, but from what I'm told, something happened with the shield, and they they removed it. Because I remember Stan Lee mentioning something about it. That's Cap without a shield. It reminds me of... um, I mean, it's friggin' New York. You know, I mean, granted, it was nice at the time, but it's New York. I mean, you... This is, it just reminds me of this, that, you know, Harry Houdini, where he's buried in uh, the, the cemetery, New York, um, for years, people would go and um, there was a bust of him on the grave, on this gravesite, and people would steal the bust constantly. Um, Houdini, uh, it was just one of the things he always did when he traveled he would um, find the graves of old magicians and kind of just uh, like, I don't want to say restore, but you know, like they were kind of like in poor condition and, and, and he would have them t- you know, taken care of and fixed up. And but you know, he loved kids. He loved performing for kids. Um, and he also, uh, if, if you're familiar with the silent film star, Buster Keaton, who I love, name gave him that nickname buster but um it just reminds me of how like people def- you know defacing things people sailing the head of, of houdini off his grave it's like dude just if you're a fan just leave it alone you know so how long until batman gets defaced i guess or they're gonna move it somewhere you know like inside the building or wherever it's gonna wind up the warner lot i guess i don't know i, I just think it's bad timing you know yeah a yeah. little you know not really a, a classy move on AT&T's part. But yeah. on the up and up, we got some good news to finish off. Starting January 2nd, 2021, MeTV will start a three-hour block of Saturday morning cartoons. Initially, they're going to start off with Bugs Bunny, Popeye and Friends, and Tom and Jerry. MeTV is a great channel. Like, if you love classic stuff, your sister actually... Uh, mentioned it to me and got me hooked on it like you could see the original star trek lost in space classic shows i mean wonder woman uh it's, it's interesting about popeye because i don't know what's going on with that movie that uh animated version that was supposed to get done by art yeah jendy uh tartakovsky was supposed to finish it off but there's it, it there yeah it had got hit with lots of delays there's a there's a trailer online of um, have you seen it? Yeah, uh, talking about uh, the pirates, a yeah. uh, pipeless Popeye, a pipeless. Oh my god, I never knew. I didn't notice that. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, well, so we have a pipeless Popeye, but when the pirates attack, like olive oil looks, you know, she's got like those like spaghetti limbs, and it, w- it was done very well. I don't know who voiced Popeye. I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. But um, I think that movie might do would have done well. Uh, did you see the trailer for Tom and Jerry? I did. It was okay. Yeah. Um, 
Remind me of Roger Rabbit. I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of look. Kind of want to see it. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it looked kind of good. Um, the the next movie to go get a live action tr- treatment with a computer generated uh, cartoon character is going to be the Pink Panther. They announced. Um, nice. Yeah, they've yeah. been playing that for years. Yeah, so it's not going to be Inspector Clouseau. It's going to be the actual Pink Panther. Um, that's smart. That's a way to go. That well, is- you know what. It- we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna see a lot of it because of the, all the COVID delays. Like you can make a cartoon at home. Yeah, well, it's gonna be a movie um, that they're gonna make, sort of like the Tom and Jerry movie where they interact with people. But uh, with so, like for instance, you know, even though they're filming Stranger Things in, in Atlanta, they were supposed to film in New Mexico, and the numbers were rising there, so they had a production in new mexico not in atlanta so even though they're still filming they're gonna have to go back to new mexico to pick up whatever scenes and i don't know what they're filming there if they're filming um maybe that's where will and 11 they're gonna they're using that location for wherever they move to i don't really know but um yeah let's hope things get um done being filmed before another shutdown so big news coming out of the kevin smith camp the secret stash that used to be at 35 Broad Street is moving down the street next month at 65 Broad Street. And this is Red Bank. Is that correct? Still in Red Bank. Yep. Okay. Like I said, it's just moving down the street. This is the third location for them. Yeah. I remember I went to the opening of the secret stash at 35 Broad Street. That Which is like the main ave for those who've never been there. Yeah. It's a nice street too. I'll tell you, it's very, very. Uh, it's not a bourgeois town, but it's it's nice. It's not. Yeah, it's quaint. It's it very, really very is very nice. It, it's clean. It's just like a lot of stores, you know, and and it's just it's a really nice area. Yeah, I remember. So there was a whole big grand opening. I went to it. Um, prior to the grand opening, you can go on like a like a view of skew tour, and you would see all the locations that. Mm-hmm. All his movies were filmed in Red Bank. Right. So I went to the store, grand opening, and you know, I was by myself just in a corner. His wife, Jennifer, came over to me and she was pregnant at the time too. And she's like, Are you okay? You know, you're by yourself. Everyone's having a good time. You're just looking at comics. So I was like, Oh no, I'm fine. She actually offered me a, a slice of their pizza. Very I thought nice. that was awesome. Yeah, a very nice lady. Nice. And uh, she even said, did, did you want to speak to Kevin and stuff? There was a million people around him at the time. I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll, you know, I've met him before and stuff, but very sweet lady. I, I, you know, I always remember that. That's cool. Yeah. So, so congratulations to a bigger place. He Which, also, he's also and, making um, like a podcast studio over next to the quick stop. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe yeah. His, his buddy between that and the, uh, RST. Well, I I think it, I think yeah, I think the podcast studio or, or uh, auditorium is RST Video now, um, or where it was. What's interesting is that the the secret stash on current is a pretty big size store. Pretty yeah, big. and it's going to be bigger. Going to be bigger, which is like really impressive. So, like, I mean, Tom, well, they- you. There's a lot of memorabilia there. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, the the I don't know if the car is still in there from um, Jane's the, home, Bob. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's still up on the ceiling. It's on the ceiling. I remember it was on the floor. 
but um like so you and i went together a bunch of times mm-hmm. um so now we just have to make a road trip down to the new one yeah well probably not this for a while year. yeah, yeah isn't there i i'm probably when i go home i'm probably gonna stop by one day that week but yeah apparently it's the new place is opening up in january uh isn't there one in california there Seems used natural. to be oh they used to be yeah and it was a it used to be a comic book store slash video store yeah. and then yeah. yeah something happened they they closed it okay and then i just want to give a quick shout out to a hashtag it's a group of collectors it's hashtag collectors helping collectors it's on twitter this is a great idea i don't know who started it but congratulations whoever who did now this year because of covid it's just a weird weird year you know usually i'm not patting myself on the back i'm just coming up with a story so i used to dress up well used to but I, i still do I used to dress up as Santa and go to hospitals. Right. Last time I did it, I was in Claremont Hospital in New Jersey. And I would collect toys and just pass them out to all the, the children. And, you know, I'd stay or stick around and take pictures with the kids and stuff. So I can't do that this year. So hashtag collectors helping collectors is my way of contributing to the overall community of action figure collectors. It's a great idea. So basically, let's say you're somewhere in Ohio and you see, you know, surprise, surprise, NECA Ninja Turtles. Okay. This is a way to beat the scalpers. You know, you take a picture, throw it up on Twitter, hashtag collectors helping collectors, all one word. And, you know, hey, I got these Ninja Turtles. I'm going to give it to you for cost plus shipping. You know, it, it's a it's a great way. You know, I've seen a lot of people, some cool videos about, you know, about, you know, attacking scalpers and, you know, just basically a great community of people. So if you can, you know, help a fellow collector out, go to hashtag collectors, helping collectors, help other people find the hard to find stuff, especially those naked turtles, man. These are the turtles you're looking for. Even PS5s. I've seen people. Oh, good Lord. The um... PS5s. There's a line at the local mall, and the the GameStop did not tell the mall that on Black Friday they'd be getting them. And there was a line to get into the mall. And was it like they were only getting like two per store or something? Probably, but when they opened the door, the people charged towards uh, GameStop that the police had to be called just to kind of keep everybody in line. And, and this just goes back to like come on man those gamers man i'm married to one you gotta watch <laughs> out you gotta watch out not not like us humble toy collectors toy collectors. we just sit there with our toys <laughs> we sit there with our toys and then we go online <laughs> and talk about them <laughs> so that about wraps it up folks we'll see you next week but first oh before we leave i want to give a quick shout out to my buddy rob McCallum, action figure adventure. I, I found out I'm in episode three. Oh, congratulations. Action figure adventure, December 1st launching in Canada. But if you go on YouTube right now, look up Rob McCallum on Can you YouTube. Spell, spell the last name for M- everybody. M- MAC. 
Yeah, M C C A L L U M. God, I hope I'm spelling, spelling that right. right. I'm trying to see in my notes if we have that there. He's on YouTube. He's doing live videos with him and his buddy Ra- uh, Jay, and they're talking about the whole series. So, you know, support him as much as you can. They're great guys, huge action figure collectors, and, and video game guys. I mean, Rob recently did a live stream of Nintendo Quest. So yeah, I just awesome. want to, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to them. If you can support these guys, please do. Rob is a very talented. Jay is an expert. He's literally an action figure expert. You know, you know so, what's funny is that I follow uh, Rob on on Instagram under my my not toy lines related, just regular. And um, you know, I just met you know in commenting on something I mentioned. Oh, you know, this is, you, know, you remembered me. And I was like, what a cool guy. I was like, just very nice. Know, very he is very nice, nice guy. He's so cool. Thank you to Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music. He's been working hard on our other projects. Rocketeer Which, Radio, if I can announce that. You can. That's coming out soon with, with the Rocketeer man himself, Ian Westoff. We can't wait to launch it. I'm currently working on something. Hopefully, I can. Get it off the ground by January. It is He-Man related, and that's all I'm going to say right now. Thank you to the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Scott Knightlick at Spectre Creative. He's been working overtime trying to launch our YouTube channel and helping us with both our other endeavors. Please join the conversation. We're, we're going to have an, a special episode with all our fan mail. Hopefully, when we launch YouTube, we'll do a live stream, so please join us on that as well. But in the meantime, toyspodcast at gmail.com. T-O-Y-S podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Be a part of the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Please tell your friends. You can hear us, the Toy Lines Podcast, and our other shows on all the major platforms. Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. I can't believe the ratings we're getting from iHeartRadio. It's unbelievable. Really? Yep. Hopefully we can increase our overseas with uh, you really shouldn't have podcasts for all the latest toy reviews. And if you want to see what we're actually talking about, please log on to www.toy-lines.com. Follow us on all the social media platforms at Toy Lines on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, you can find us at Toy Shelf Magazine or at Toy Lines. So that about wraps it up. Hopefully our stuff will be good enough to survive next week. And then we can actually do another one of these. So, and then, uh, and, and, and everybody has something to look forward to, uh, with your future He-Man and, uh, hopefully people <laughs> will enjoy Rocketeer radio. Um, Oh, you got people. You know, the wizard guys are oh, it's nice. You're like, uh, I'm still nervous for this show, but, um, yeah, so folks, you got uh, we're not going anywhere. So, you know, I'm gonna have a lot more stuff. Yeah, actually, we're just stuff. yeah, we're just getting bigger. We're just getting started. That's, and that's then uh, next episode, we're gonna have a surprise for you people, and it is gonna be related to collectors helping collectors. That's so cool. yeah, so that's gonna be fun. Hopefully, we can do some stuff. Oh. And quick shout out to Ethan Van Skyver. He just released his next Indiegogo, Rainbow the Brute. It's a $25 comic, but 
it's Ethan, so you know it's going to be good. I love all his Cyber Frog stuff, so he's venturing off on a new endeavor. So good luck to Ethan. Is a new character he created? Yeah, he's he's based it on. Well, I can't say it for legal purposes, but it's inspired by a little cute doll from Hallmark. Okay, from the eighties. From the oh, there you go. Right. So it's Rainbow the Brute. I like that so, name. Good luck to him. We'll see you next week, folks. Take care. Oh, play with your toys. Don't forget. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's... Wizards, the podcast guide to comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded.